And welcome to another episode of Annie Talks, where we bring to you interesting stories about interesting people that you want to know about. I'm your host, Annie Rivera. Thank you for tuning in, and to those who have already subscribed. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, and I hope you enjoy what you hear. And if so, I personally invite you to subscribe. Annie Talks is brought to you by Luxwear Trends, affordable, luxurious timepieces for every occasion, luxury that lasts forever, and that's what sets us apart from others. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit luxwearetrends.com. That's L-U-X-E wearetrends.com. One thing I enjoy about my podcast is getting to know my guests no matter the topic, whether we're highlighting an amazing athlete, talking with entertainers or entrepreneurs, I absolutely love talking with guests. And I've said it before, I love behind the scenes or a great backstory. My guest on this episode is Leonard Dozier, who is a multifaceted actor, voice actor, recording artist, songwriter, and musician who is one of the primary voices for NFL films. His distinctive voice can be heard on the 2016 TV program NFL Films Presents Tommy Brasher and the Super Bowl 51, The Greatest Comeback in Super Bowl History. Leonard says it's been a long time, lifetime goal since he started voiceover work at the age of 19. Leonard shares his success story and even some of his low points, a family tragedy, and even shares about his upcoming record project, with which we have a very small sample for you all to listen to. All of this in this packed episode, so without further ado, here now is my conversation with Leonard Dozier. Leonard, thank you so much for being on the show. I really, truly appreciate it. You're very welcome, Annie. Glad to be here. Thank you. So let's jump right in. Why don't you give us a sense of your background, your hometown, and basically kind of the road to becoming the entertainer and the, um, the voice actor that you are. There's, you have men of many hats, and I'd love to you know, yes. touch on each of those. So you know, tell us about cer- that. Certainly not, certainly not to disparage uh, any group, but I, I, get, I get called a Jamaican sometimes for the amount of careers and, uh, <laughs> and, and <laughs> that I have. But, uh, you have uh, 10 yeah. jobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, longtime actor, accomplished actor, uh, voice actor, um, singer, songwriter, producer, mm-hmm. coach, writer. Um, and, and as I said, I think in the Instagram live, uh, feed, um, usually when you have that many hats, you know, probably one, one or two of those things you excel in and the others are kind of like hobbies, but, um, in all of those, with all of those hats that I just mentioned, um, I, I make a living and, and, mm-hmm. and so that's a, it's a rare thing to, to be able to, to work in all of those arenas and be, uh, well-regarded in each of those arenas. Um, 39 years old, uh, Southern Jersey guy, born here in Southern New Jersey, uh, close to the shore, which is uh, the Atlantic City area. 
And uh, uh, in terms of the journey, I mean, it's, it's my, you know, for me, Annie, this is, um, we talked about faith a little bit uh, in starting and, you know, God's path for me has been unbelievable because if you would have said to me at 13 or 14 that I'd be doing any of the, you know, operating in any of these fashions that I, uh, that I just chronicled, um, I would have laughed directly. Uh, <laughs> my, my aspirations were to be a basketball player and, and into sports. And, and uh, so there, there's no way you could have told me at 14 that I'd be an actor or narrating mm -hmm. for the NFL or releasing albums or any of that kind of stuff that, that just, that would have never, uh, <laughs> that just yeah. would have never crossed my mind, you know? Well, you know, you have quite the accomplished resume. I was reading through your resume. I mean, I, I, I from start to finish, I'm, and you're not even finished. You just keep going. So tell, <laughs> uh, seriously, so of all your accomplishments, um, what do you consider to be like your, your most treasured project? Woo. Oh, man, that's hard. Um, or maybe you have several, so yeah. yeah but Don't you know what? I I I'd, I'd have to nail it down to the NFL films um, narration uh, work. I think being one of the voices of, of the NFL and NFL films. Mm -hmm. Once that happened for me, it was just you know everything else from there is gravy. You yeah. know, um, I I I think about my journey as a young man breaking into voiceover work, and and if you're if you're a voice actor for an iconic organization like NFL films, I mean, that's pretty much like the top of the food chain. And so, and it's very, very difficult to get, uh, to get on as one of their narrators. So to, to, for that to happen, it was everything else from there was, you know, for me. So I kind of live in this, uh, la la land of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Hey, I, I, I've accomplished really, um, the, the penultimate goal for myself. So can you share with us how, how that came about? How did you become the, uh, the voice of NFL? Well, your audience, my audience is going to love this because I've never told this story. Uh, my, my close associates know this, but not very many. Um, oh. As a voice actor, my goal was always, my top goal as a voice actor was to narrate for the NFL. I felt that that was the penultimate job. Mm -hmm. And uh, I tried desperately for about three or four years to, to even get someone on the phone that would even give me a listen. And I, I mean, I would get nowhere, Annie. I'd get to the secretaries, the gatekeepers. I'd leave all these messages. And I, you know, I did this year after year after year. And, you know, God works in mysterious ways because... Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if everyone remembers the story of this homeless man um, a few years ago who had this golden voice and uh, 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 he, he had made national news for his voice. And, and I happened to, to, I think it was the Cleveland Plain Dealer maybe that, mm. uh, that published the article on him. And so I read it and uh, sure enough, as I read the article, one of the senior producers uh, names was listed in the article for the NFL and NFL films and mm. see my problem was that I didn't have a name. And so I, I, I had no contact person there. And so I finally saw a name in the article. And Annie, know. that's all I needed. That, that is all it. I needed. I, I literally called that senior producer the next day, left a message, left my resume. Um, boom, he called me back literally two days later. Wow. And, uh, and he said, yeah, you know, send, send me over your demos. Um, I sent my demos over. He loved them. He said, yeah. He said, listen, we'd, we'd like to do a live audition with you. I'm going to have another senior producer audition you. And, then, and they basically auditioned me here from home at my home studio here. 
And, uh, and a couple of days later, they said, Leonard, welcome to the team. Oh, my gosh. I have goosebumps just listening to that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, true story. I'm so happy for true you. Story. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, I mean, um, so you, I was looking at some of the projects. I mean, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm super excited Thank for you. you. So I was looking at some of the projects. The, the voiceover for the NFL presents Super Bowl, is it 51? Uh, the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history, the NFL films narrated by Leonard Dozier. So what does this all mean to you? I mean, you've touched on it, but I, this, this has to be, as you said, the pinnacle of, oh, yeah. of your career, but you're not done yeah. yet. So I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's yeah. crazy because I, you know, I mean, I, I know when I, when I travel around the country, uh, it's funny traveling around the country doing workshops and training and building the careers of other voice actors. And uh, a lot of times they talk to me on the phone to register. And so they, I think because of the voice, um, they, they think they're going to see this salt and pepper, you know, hair guy. Uh. <laughs> and they come in and like, what? You're, you look like a baby. Um, and so, you know, they, 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 they get shocked by that. But, um, but, but to answer your question, I mean, Super Bowl 51 and 52, um, of course, 51 was uh, the Patriots win. And with 52, 52 was huge, Annie, because I live about an hour from Philadelphia. There you go. And this is, this is Eagles country here. And mm-hmm. so, of course, with the Eagles winning, um, the day I got the call from uh, the NFL that I would be narrating uh, the highlight reel for uh, Super Bowl 52, chronicling the Eagles win, mm-hmm. it was like, wow. Um, and I, I mean, I knew I had the assignment even as I was watching the Super Bowl. So that gave it kind of a whole different twist. And, I, and, and of course, the Eagles played the Patriots in 52 and the Patriots had won the year before and I had, had already narrated the Patriots highlights. So, uh, I, I was really rooting for the Eagles big time because I said, I, I just did the Patriots last year. So it'd be nice to do, uh, to do the hometown team here, which is, uh, which is the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I absolutely love that story. That is super exciting or exciting to hear that. Now, um, I am a huge fan. I talk, we talked about this earlier. I'm a huge fan of behind the scenes stories and actions and things that are memorable. And I would really love it if you could share a memorable behind the scenes story. What, can you tell us something? Yeah, I mean, I've got so many, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think one of the interesting things that happened in my career um, was doing the film Turning Point a couple of years ago. And, and Turning Point was this amalgamation of uh, Hollywood actors and Nollywood actors. So for those who are not familiar with Nollywood, yeah. Nollywood, Nigerian film market. And the Nigerian film market is, I believe, the third largest film market in the world behind Hollywood and Bollywood. Um, ah, okay. But then you have Nollywood. And yeah. uh, in fact, that film, Turning Point, was nominated for an African Oscar award. Um, so I, I had a supporting role in the film as this character named Dollar Rain. And uh, it was an interesting character, um, to say the least. But I got a chance to work with some, 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 uh, some Hollywood actors here and some major Nigerian stars. And uh, Ernie Hudson, um, if you remember, Ernie Hudson was uh, one of the original Ghostbusters. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. From different strokes was in the film. Joe Estevez, who is um, Charlie Sheen's uncle, was in the film. Joe's a really, really great guy. Um, so, I mean, all of them are really. Cinda Williams, the list goes on and on. And um, so the film premiered in London. Mm-hmm. And uh, the director of the film, I think, somehow found out that I did this killer Obama impersonation. <laughs> 
said, he said, listen, man, he said, I heard your impersonation. He talked, uh, is his name. And he said, I, I, I heard your Obama impersonation. He said, you have to do one for the film as a tribute to the film. And he said, I'd like to open up the, uh, premiere with, uh, the tribute. And so, uh, so I, I recorded, um, I was on the road and I was in my hotel and just recorded this very impromptu, uh, Obama tribute to the film and, and, uh, and it was, it was something, it, it, it was really something. And, uh, and I kind of gave him this whole bit of, uh, yeah, I want to congratulate, uh, Ni Tawalawi and Hexcentric uh, Films. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I kind of made up all this stuff and it was just a hoot. And, and the whole, <laughs> How funny. whole thing with this Obama thing is that, um, uh, here's a, another very fascinating story. 2009, I was on the road doing a, uh, starring in a stage play called Battle Cry. Mm-hmm. It was right after Obama got elected. And so one of the actors, uh, he said to me, he said, you know, Leonard, you sound a lot like uh, uh, the president. And, uh, and I, you know, we, we were really good friends. So I was able to bust his chops. I said, yeah, I said, listen, man, every, every white guy now thinks, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to sound like the president or any black guy sounds like the president. <laughs> he said, no, 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 no. He said, no, you really do. And so as time went on, more and more people said to me, you sound a little like the president. And mm-hmm. That's when I started like tinkering around with impersonations. And what's interesting is I oftentimes when I impersonate him, it's really very effortless because I think our, our timbers are very similar. Yeah. Um, and I understand his cadence. I mean, Obama as a speaker is we're very similar in the sense that we, we both, if you catch Obama, he really thinks heavily before he speaks. Right. And I would definitely say that's true about me. Um, you'll catch me thinking heavily before I say something. And so right. I think those cadences are very similar. So uh, nonetheless, I mean, I started with impersonating Obama. And in 2012, when he was reelected, um, I did this series of like YouTube videos where I called people up. And, uh, <laughs> and it, was, it, was, this, it, was, it was probably one of the scariest things I've ever done because, I mean, there were people who were, uh, Annie, there were people who were hysterical on the phone. I mean, they were emotional. Um, I heard people dancing. I heard people screaming. Um, and it wasn't until I revealed at the end that, Hey, it's Leonard. Um, (laughs) You burst (laughs) in their bubble. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I, you know, and I have people all the time that, that want me to like call up relatives and family members and, 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 you know, do the Obama thing on them. And, you know, in fact, I always said, if I had more time, I, I, I do more with just, uh, making people feel good and laugh and, and, you know. Obama phone calls and so forth. <laughs> so now you have a link to that video that the the one that you mentioned. So correct. So uh, uh, for all the listeners, I will have that link in the show notes below. So be sure to check it out. I think you'll be um, quite impressed and um, entertained <laughs> by it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for sharing that story. So now uh, we're going to segue into something a little different um, in that. Um, you know, with the good comes the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you, we talked, we talked offline about um, a low point in your career. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how you were able to overcome that? Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, I, I think when you're in any profession, but certainly the arts, I mean, I always say the arts, I, I honestly feel that, uh, most people trying to enter the arts today are, are um, badly mistaken about what, uh, what they perceive it to be. I mean, it, it is, um, it's really a career for the insane. I believe it was Dustin Hoffman who said, 
you know, it's a 95, it's the only industry where there's like 95% unemployment. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, there's really always a recession. And I think that, um, so to have the kind of fortune that I've had is, um, just a testament to God's, uh, great call on my life, quite frankly. Um, and I know in 2007, um, it was a real low point because I hadn't made the, uh, full transition, uh, to my career full time, uh, like most actors, singers, dancers, writers. I mean, you, you typically work another job and this is your other profession or part-time, you know, hustle on the side or so. And, and, um, uh, and I, this is one of the great stories I can ever tell. Um, I think for your listeners, because if anybody, um, among your listeners or my listeners are listening and, and you just feel a call to do something and, and, and go for your destiny. I mean, this story here tells a lot. My boss, um, uh, I was a supervisor for the foster grandparent program. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I supervised, uh, about 90 seniors, um, and, and it was my responsibility to place them in schools as they worked alongside teachers for mm-hmm. a few hours a day as part of the senior corps program. So, um, my boss had seen me in a play and, um, she, she had questioned me one day and she said, you know, I, I don't understand why you're here. Um, mm-hmm. it was the most shocking thing because, um, of course I had, had a family. I'd just gotten married three years before. Mm-hmm. And so I had this family, this, this blended family that, um, I was in charge of. And so certainly it was, you know, I knew very well the reason I was there, you know, it was very yeah. clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, without warning, I come in one day and uh, on a Monday morning, there's a pink slip on my desk and, uh, mm-hmm. and I go into her office and I said, what is this all about? And, and she said, now you can go do what you should be doing. Um, wow. And, it was the craziest. I, I, um, I thank her every time I get a chance to, um, sometimes she follows me on social media and she'll say, mm-hmm. told you so superstar or, or you know, that kind of <laughs> stuff. And, um, it's an emotional thing for me because, um, yeah. um, had she not fired me, who knows? Um, I, I don't think you and I are meeting today. And yeah. Yeah. She had the wherewithal to, to go, Nope. Um, you're, you're holding yourself hostage here. And, um, but, but there were still a low point because, of course, you don't just get fired and then, boom, you know, the opportunities fly in. I mean, there was this window of time mm-hmm. where I was still training. And I, and I went back to my wife and I said, listen, um, my time is now. I said, I don't know what that means for us as a family. I don't know. I don't even know how we're going to pay our bills. I don't know. I said, but at this point, I've got to go for it. Um, yeah. And I, my wife looked at me like I was crazy. Um, <laughs> I said, I, I got to go for it. I got to do it. Um, and it was just that window of time where, you know, I wasn't quite sure. And so you're depressed, mm-hmm. you're, um, you know, you're a bit disillusioned. Um, yeah. but then it was boom, you know, and once it happened, it, it, I never looked back. I think that's a, a great story for all the entrepreneurs out there. Um, and myself, including, uh, for those who have either, you know, suff- or come across a setback, an obstacle, you know, I was laid off in January. Some people were, you know, as like you, um, well, like both of us were, were, were let go basically, or, or, you know, decided on their own to, to take the leap of faith and, and leave their corporate jobs and, or their, you know, stable uh, income and, and take that leap of faith into something something we're passionate about so that to me it is oh gosh it's so brave and it's I know that's what I want to do and I'm so glad that you did that but for somebody like myself and people who are struggling with that 
Um, yes. what, do you, what do you tell them? What do you tell them? You know, yeah, go do it. And, you know, um, because like you, you know, I'm, or at the time I'm, I worry about, well, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay this? Oh, yeah. How am I going to do that? Yeah. So what do you tell people that want to, to take those steps in that direction? See, I'm such a faith guy. I really yeah. am such a faith guy. And, and Annie, that means that, see, I, I, I kind of live in some ways by the motto that our realities are often our illusions. Mm-hmm. It's the illusions wow. that are our reality. And I literally believe that. I believe that the job that you're working, um, this, the situation or circumstance in which you find yourself currently is your illusion. It's the reality um, or it's the illusion that really is your reality. The illusion being your dream, your your calling, your destiny. Mm-hmm. That's your reality. But the challenge is how do you get to that reality? And a lot of times if you only see your current circumstance as your reality, that already is your greatest obstacle. Um, oh, wow. And, yeah. You know, and it's so, so it's so easy to look at your need to pay bills, your need to, um, uh, to do what you currently do. Um, and, and, and one of the things I always say, I taught my kids this, um, find what you're good at to make a living, but find what you love to be alive. Um, oh, and wow. both, so both of those, those phrases for me are, are um, um, huge tenets by which uh, I adhere to live my life. And, and, and again, even with that being said, I know it took somebody else, it took another source being my boss to say to me, nope, you got to go because you are holding yourself back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it, it is challenging. It, it's hard because I think one of the things I have found is that um, this path for me has led me with great passion to want to help others. And that's why I, I spend the time mentoring that I do. Um, I work with a lot of voice actors around the country. In fact, I'm one of the leading voiceover coaches in the country. And wow. so I spend a lot of time with building the careers of other students because I'm, I know that I just had a great hand. Um, I had God's hand and then I had a vessel like my boss who was able to say, look, mm-hmm. dude, you got to get out of here. Um, yeah. and get out of here. I'm going to just fire you. That's what I'm going to do. And, and so I know that so many other people need lifelines. And so I try to be that for my mentees and, and students. That's awesome. Um, you, you had mentioned in the bio that you sent over to me, there was a blurb there you wrote about sending your daughter to college and then sending it, but then also, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Are, you, are you okay with talking about absolutely. that? Because I talked about how um, even with career success, like anybody else, you know, life shows up. And um, Annie, this was one of the most, I think, tragic years I've ever experienced in life. And so I think to tragic and, and yet joyful, I mean, the mix of emotions, the emotional spectrum for me this year has been unbelievable. I mean, I, I'm here we are in September and we've got a few months before 2019 and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, it's like, Lord, I've made it to this point and have a lot of energy left after what, uh, what, what I and my family have endured. I mean, we, we had my, my stepdaughter, um, in March who I've raised or helped, uh, helped raise since she was eight. Uh, she lost her father like pretty suddenly oh, wow. uh, at 55. And then two weeks later, um, my oldest daughter who's 19, um, her little brother, uh, at 11 years old, um, hung himself. Oh my goodness. And, uh, it, it was, uh, and, and, you know, it, it, um, that backstory is very interesting because my 19 year old daughter lost her mother mm-hmm. at age 30, 2009. And so in 2009, I, I went and got custody of her, um, mm-hmm. 
And uh, so she had already dealt with tremendous tragedy in losing her mother yeah. at such an early age. And then here we are, I guess nine years later, mm-hmm. um, I get a call from, uh, and her, her mother had, had, uh, had three of them. Um, and uh, uh, my, my daughter being the oldest. And so her youngest brother uh, hung himself. And when I, uh, when I got the call from his father, uh, one, of most, one of the most harrowing calls I've ever received in life about, um, about anything. And, and to, to find out that the, the little boy had hung himself. Um, it, it, so this happened two weeks later. Mm. And, uh, uh, and so it, it, it was, uh, wow, you know, um, uh, you know, and so here it is right for me. Um, I, I feel like Annie, I've had like this tremendous favor in my life. I mean, I, I've had really, I can't complain about a thing. I mean, I, I've had just, God has just poured out his blessings, um, to me in abundant ways. And I look at my 19 year old daughter who's been handed the kind of grief that she has and you go, man, where's the where's the equity yeah. where's the, yeah you know? where's She's, how do you make sense of all this yeah exactly you know um and and then you know on the on the other side of the pendulum is my youngest daughter who uh um, i just dropped off to college like three weeks ago mm-hmm. and she are very very close and so there's um there's there's me this 30 39 year old empty nester which is not common <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know it's like, what do you do? Uh, people, you know, they'll say to me, well, now you can do this and now you can travel. I'm like, guys, I've already been doing that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Obviously. So, so there, there is this kind of, it's a, it's a weird because you wake up and part of, you know, this as a parent, your job mm-hmm. is to care for your kids and worry about their needs and wants and where they have to be and where you have to take them and, and blah, blah, blah. And now that's not a reality for me. So it's like a semi-retirement. Um, yeah. <laughs> So it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I mean, I'm, you know, so, um, but I know that it's, uh, it, it's, an, it's an emotional process for me just dealing with the separation from my, my, uh, my youngest daughter, really both daughters, because my oldest daughter just moved to New York City. And so, oh, wow. um, uh, so there is that sense. And of course, my, my, my stepkids are now uh, adults. And so everybody's kind of uh, now out in the world. And, and there is this just kind of new kind of reality for me. Um, and I know people say to me, man, are, are you serious? You're 39 with like grown kids and, and uh, that just means I got started a little early. That's all. Um, well, if anything, I, I'm, I'm sorry for all, all that you've gone through and my heart uh, goes out to you and your family thoughts and prayers. But I think if anything, they had a role model, a positive role model in you. yourself to model after. So if anything, you know, pat yourself on the back because a man of faith and definitely a man of your stature and a man of, of your work ethic and passion it has, have instilled those traits and those characteristics in your children, um, your blended family. So just know that, you know, they're, they're going to go out conquering the world because they had a perfect role model to, oh. to pattern themselves after. So thank you, I, I, I thank you for that, for sharing and being um, brave and vulnerable and sharing those stories with us. So thank you for that. I hope you're enjoying this podcast episode. We'll be right back after this short message from one of our sponsors. Comfotherm Thermal Wraps are designed to help relieve the pain and swelling in and around the jaw, especially after wisdom teeth extractions. For more information, visit comfotherm.com. That's comfotherm.com. 
Hey there, Annie Rivera here. Thanks for tuning in to Annie Talks. Be sure to tell your friends about subscribing to the podcast and don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Doing so helps out with the algorithm and helps others to find this podcast too. I also invite you to like my Annie Talks Facebook page. There you'll find other news, information, upcoming events, and all sorts of things. Stay in the know with Annie Talks. I also invite you to join the Annie Talks Community Facebook group where we carry the conversation from the podcast episode to the Facebook group. Ask questions about the episode, about a guest, about the locations, you name it, ask away. This forum is for you. See you on the Annie Talks Community Facebook group. So now, at uh, what could you say um, was the light at the end of that dark tunnel for you? What brought you from that? What was your saving grace? What kind of helped you? I mean, you were always a, a positive person to begin with, but how do you, for someone out there right now who's maybe going through something similar, um, what, how, how, what can you tell them about, you know, lift your head up and what, what advice can you give them? And how did you get yourself through that? Yeah. I mean, those are great questions, Annie, really. And I think that the cliche answer is, you know, I can say all this, you know, all that I want to say about faith and optimism and just fighting through. And I feel like those are all cliches. I feel like that's what anybody would say. Cause I think, you know, if I could play devil's advocate here, I would say that there were people, there would be people who listen to the story and go, well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're doing pretty well in life. And so, even with those tragedies happening, uh, you're going to be all right. Um, and so, but I, I think um, the, the proper perspective is ultimately that um, God has really just uh, embedded in me a certain light that um, I always say, and I, I, I did a keynote speech a couple of months ago in which I talked to some young, uh, young leaders about um, what leadership means and what it means to uh, face adversity and obstacles. And I think that when you are a true light, um, your light never dims, no matter mm-hmm. what's happened in life. Your light never, there's something any to people who are just um, on a path to, to do great things where their light never dims. And I think about when I think about those tragedies and when they happen. And I think, you know, even for me as a human, when the light wanted to dim, just did they just could not dim because mm-hmm. god had this you know and and so i think this is i think the answer i i give you is probably going to be um an unorthodox answer for mm-hmm. for our audience today because it's going to require a challenge and they may not be ready for this challenge and that challenge is um and i'm not here to to preach religion but i'm here to to tell people to get connected to that light, whatever that light is for them, to get connected to that light. For us, you know, we know who and what that light is. But without right. spiritual uh, center and and deep connection, it it's almost impossible. Um, so I, I would just and and I think in particular in the times that we're in, I think it's really important to find your spiritual center, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to go the. Um, um, you know, the proselytical route here of, of just kind of, you know, um, uh, dogmatically saying what anybody's faith should be. But I right. think ultimately important to find your faith and, and find your spiritual center, because that is ultimately any what um, 
uh, keeps me centered. Uh, in fact, it's not even something I have to think about. I, I there, God has given me such a a sense of of Him, um, and 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 His presence that I don't even have to work hard to try to deal with obstacles. It's just there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just there. So you're not only the voice of the NFL, you're like the voice of God, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the way that I see it, because God is empowering you to be yes, a vessel totally. to others and to be a light to others and to be totally. a model to others. So, oh my gosh, I love that. And I, I get goosebumps now thinking about it. I think about yeah, my, and, my own turmoil as well. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, no. That's, I mean, and you're right. And I, I, and I, if I, if I could just interject, I think that that's um, what has guided me in my career. I mean, I, I think if you talk to most actors, most singers, most creative artists, I mean, they usually um, they usually have some lofty goal, which is to achieve uh, an Oscar or a Grammy. I mean, they they want the big break. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever really think about any of those things, actually, um, at, because at the end of the day, um, this is not a career. Um, none of these careers, any are careers that I feel I chose for myself. Yeah. I feel that like we're all chosen by God. And so if God chose these for me, he has all the answers. So there's nothing for me to worry about. Um, oh, that's so yeah, nice. Nothing for me to worry about. Um, it'll all be fine um, because this is what his path is for me. So I can just kind of be, um, I can kind of sit and mellow out and just do the work and, uh, and, and really be the light that I need to be without worrying about uh, the other side of it. Oh, goodness. I love that. Thank you so much. That's inspiring for me. And it's very um, motivating for me as well. So sometimes when I'm in my low point, I have to, I have to go back and think about, okay, well, it's my purpose. And, and, you know, and, and I think this is why the pod, my podcast is what it is, is because not only is it a, a, an opportunity for, uh, for folks like yourself um, to be able to come on and, and tell their story, but I think it's just, it, it's therapeutic for me. It's like the things that I need to hear for myself and for others out there that need to hear it too. So, so thank you for sharing those. Thank you for sharing no. everything. No, absolutely. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about your um, the new album, Sunday Word. Yes, let's talk about that. And when is that releasing or has it released? I think it's slated for October, is it not? Uh, um, October 21st. Okay, perfect. Uh, it's my uh, fourth album. Okay. And, uh, uh, it, you know, it's, it's funny because the, the, the acting side and the voice acting side gets all the acclaim, mm-hmm. uh, and, and certainly happy about that. But, uh, really it's the musical roots that, um, that <laughs> resulted in my voiceover career, quite frankly. I mean, and so, um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to Sunday word, October 21st. Awesome. Now we have a small snippet of um, a song that you were going to hear right now. Can you just kind of um, preface or, or uh, introduce the song and then our listeners will hear a small snippet? What yeah. is it you listening to? So actually this is the new single Underdog from that album that's out on September 28th. And, and of course here in Eagles country, that probably rings a bell with the Philadelphia <laughs> South uh, base here because uh, uh, the Eagles were the underdog last year, but I I I didn't write this song really as a as a sports anthem. It was really um, uh, it's really more of a life anthem. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about the underdogs in life, and and this is your time to rise up, get up, um, prove society wrong. Uh, and it's really this wonderful, um, uh, uh, it's really this wonderful fusion, uh, Annie, of hip hop soul smooth jazz and funk um 
And so I, I really experimented with um, amalgamating genres on this album. And I think that that's uh, uh, really why I'm really proud of the album. Awesome. So here is a small snippet for all our listeners now. In the game of life, those at the top are heavy favorites. Celebrations and victories are shoe-ins. Where those daring to defy the odds must embrace the rule of underdog. They don't believe in you. They don't believe in you. They don't believe in you. Well, everybody, you heard that wonderful small sample of Underdog. So be sure to be on the lookout for Leonard Dozier's new album and new single um, coming out October 21st. First. Yeah, very cool. All online, uh, major retailers, and um, that's iTunes, uh, uh, Amazon, Google Play, uh, etc. Yay, we're excited. Very good. So now, if you could do anything different, I love to ask this question because I love the array of answers, and I and it's it it to me it just kind of makes me you know think back to you know what was I doing at twenty one years old? But what would you do if you could do anything differently? What would you tell your twenty one year old self about what you know now? Um, what career changes, or or would you change anything? Wow. Um. I would tell my 21-year-old self that life is getting ready to take a real positive turn for you. Mm. And you need to think differently. Okay. Um, you need to prepare differently. You need to live differently. Mm-hmm. Because in about nine years, <laughs> your life is going to completely change for the better. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> You just need to prepare yourself now. You just need to prepare yourself. I mean, you know, 18 to 21-year-olds are, are just kind of <laughs> going with the flow and, you know, doing what they think they're supposed to be doing. And some, some may have the wherewithal to know what they want to do, you know, right. 10 years from that point, but some don't. So this is good. This is good to hear because no, absolutely. <laughs> knowing what you've already gone through and, yeah, I, I love that. That's awesome. Be, be, be prepared and get ready for what life has, what life is going to hand you. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's great. great question. Yay. Thank you. So now for aspiring singer songwriters, actors, voiceover actors, and entertainers overall, what parting words can you um, um, share with them? What parting words of wisdom can you give them? Well, I, I think we're in a climate where, you know, certainly social media is is, is um, highly influential. And I think more than ever, uh, more than ever before, rather, we live in a celebrity culture. I, I think when you just think about real people every day, I mean, I think that uh, there's this sense that we all want to be on TV, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Right. And so certainly for um, performers, I think now more than ever, you really have to get into it for the right reason, because... Mm-hmm. The market is oversaturated in all forms, whether it's dancing, whether it's music, whether it's singing, acting. I mean, it, it's the market is oversaturated and it is it's probably harder in some ways to break through because there's there's this inundation now of, of talent. So you really have to go into it for the right reason. And here's the other thing that's really important. I think you have to brand yourself today. 
You have to really, it's not just I sing well, I got a great voice, I look good, I, I'm a great dancer, I can make right. beats, or whatever it is that you do. You've got to really kind of brand yourself and, and find a way to set yourself apart um, from a marketing yeah. standpoint. So what does that mean? Um, they probably, uh, Annie, need to, to, um, to have conversations with people like yourself who are on the Hello. PRs. I mean, honestly, because I mean, seriously, I mean, they just have to understand that it's not just, you know, in fact, it's really not even about how well you do anything. It's really about, can you brand yourself? I think, yeah. and I think we all know that there are some, um, um, wildly successful entertainers who may not necessarily be the best singer or actor or dancer, but they, you know, they've got a, they've got a niche. And yeah. so that's, that's what they found. And that's, you know, it doesn't mean that you, um, uh, uh, that you uh, trivialize, you know, being uh, talented or the art form, that you trivialize the importance of honing in on your craft. Mm -hmm. But it does, that in addition to honing in on your craft, that you do really explore the idea of marketing and branding yourself. Awesome. All good information and advice for all those who are aspiring to be like you, Leonard, and, and you know, who want to make a name for themselves. So, you know, brand yourself. and yeah. and. Um, I love that. So thank you so much for sharing that. So we've come to the end of our lovely um, conversation and had so much fun and I've learned yes. so much about you and, and I just know there's so many wonderful things ahead uh, for you. So, and you know, your career is just, it's just starting or it's, it's just, just yeah. taking That's off. True. It's so I'm super excited. I'm going to be following you. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to troll. Likewise, Annie. Oh, thank you. I'm going to troll your Instagram. We're going to make sure that we <laughs> keep each other accountable. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> so where can we follow you? Speaking of which, um, what yeah, it starts with? with my website, leonarddozier.com. Uh, definitely on Instagram. Um, I have you know, actually have two pages there. Leonard Dozier music, which is, kind of just a music-centric page um, about me, uh, my music, upcoming releases, and so forth, and then my official page, and then, of course, on Facebook uh, at, uh, at uh, Dozier one uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I think the only ones that I'm not on are like Snapchat, which my daughter keeps trying to get me on, and, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm on enough already. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You should see me. I'm like juggling. I have two phones sometimes. It's so funny. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, I will have all of Leonard's social media in the show notes below, so everybody go follow, go like, and uh, see all the wonderful things that are happening, you know, kind of kind of be in the know. Um, I always love to to be in the know because you know then you could say hey i knew him when or you know uh, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff yeah. so he he's definitely leonard is definitely somebody you guys want to follow and you know the future of um or or upcoming nfl films i'm excited to see more of those so we're, i'm definitely going to keep tabs of that uh, on that so leonard thank you so much like i said i i had a, a wonderful time uh talking with you and learning so much about you and thank you again for sharing being vulnerable and being brave and sharing some of your you know intimate and more you know sensitive uh um issues and matters and things that happened and um, we have nothing but good things for you we wish you nothing but uh, good things in uh, in your future now and forever so thank you again Annie, thank you and god bless you i um this this beyond just the interview i, I i'm a big human connection person mm -hmm. and so i love the fact that as human beings that we are now uh, uh in each other's um crosshairs so 
um, continued success to you as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, that's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Annie Talks and learning about Leonard Dozier, one of the most distinctive voices of the NFL. He also has an impressive Barack Obama voice, too. Don't forget his new album, Sunday Word, is releasing on October 21st, available on iTunes and major outlets. I will have all that information along with Leonard's social media links in the show notes below, so be sure to check them out. Now, before we sign off, if you aren't already subscribed to my podcast, I invite you to hit subscribe and be notified anytime we upload a new episode. If you are already subscribed, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. If you could all please rate and review my podcast, please leave a comment or two. It would really help me out and it will help others to find this podcast too. You can follow me on all my social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat. I will have all that information down below in the show notes as well. And lastly, if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider contributing to my Patreon page. Your contributions will help to further the vision and mission of Annie Talks so that we can produce more episodes like this one and many other types of episodes and topics. The Patreon page will also be included in the show notes below. Thank you all again so much for tuning in and keep listening to Annie Talks. Hi, this is Leonard Dozier, accomplished actor, voice actor, and singer-songwriter, and you're listening to Annie Talks.